We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to the program. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attraction on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we will be talking with a very special guest, Donnie Zosloff from the Mama Donnie Band, and Melissa D'Arabian from the Picky Eaters Project. Plus we will be talking about the new film Gravity and the Mile High Horror Film Festival and the Adventure Film Festival, plus filling you guys in on the 2014 Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign. So we've got a lot going on today, but I'm super excited to bring back Mama Donnie, who I actually had the pleasure of speaking with almost two years ago. So Donnie, it is so good to have you back on the show with us. Thank you. It's good to be back. Yeah. So um, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about your style of music and what the Mama Donnie Band brings to listeners? Well, um, what I have been enjoying doing for the last five years is taking all different styles of music and kind of dipping it in a Jewish bucket or, (laughs) you know, sort of, you know, celebrating Jewish culture. through genres like reggae and disco and rock and um, bluegrass and um, some other genres as well. And my last, my latest project is really diving into my favorite kind of music, which is um, bluegrass and old time music. So this, this latest project is really all about exploring that. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about your background and how you think it influences your music. Because I think your analogy of like taking a bunch of different genres of music and dipping them in like a Jewish bucket. That's awesome. That's perfect. Because I love your music. And it's like, it's very, it's like educational. And it's like educational and like Jewish culture, but it's also like the type of music I listen to. So I think that's awesome. So how do you think your background Thank influences you. that? Well, um, you know, I- as, as someone who loves um, sort of celebrating Jewish culture and also happens to love music, particularly bluegrass and this, this style of music that's really my favorite, this feels very soulful. Um, you know, what I found was that the spirit that I'm trying to capture in in like Jewish culture, it really feels similar to the spirit that you feel when you're like completely immersed in like a crazy bluegrass song. It's like you're at a Jewish wedding and you feel this energy and this connection with people and um it's that same spirit or in hebrew it's called ruach that i feel when i listen to certain kinds of music so um it's really connect it's all about spirit for me it's all about like 
energy and, um, you know, and love. And I think that music is such a, an amazing way to kind of to celebrate that. I absolutely agree with you. I remember being in middle school and just going to like tons of all my friends bought mitzvahs and whatnot and like how crazy and fun all that is. And it's not really like any other experience out there. And I can definitely feel that your music captures that energy. Thank you. Really and awesome. we, thank you. And we wanted, you know, and I, and I partnered with um, Eric Lindbergh, who's my musical partner and the uh, musical director of the Mom and Donnie band. He's just a brilliant musician. He plays banjo, mandolin, the dobro, guitar. And so us working together, we sort of have been evolving this kind of style. Um, so we were so excited to put together this latest DVD and CD kind of celebrating that style. And, and with him, it's just, you know, it really is, is really exciting to, to be doing bluegrass with somebody who really knows it. So it's really fun. Absolutely. So how long have you been working on this new project and what sort of sparked you to sort of like hone in on like the bluegrass feel instead of covering all different types of genres of music like you typically do? I think what we started to feel is, you know, I do like 100 concerts a year, you know, and we produce all these records. And so I'm really like connecting to people all the time. And I started to find something very sort of magical happening during the concerts um, for, the, for the few songs that were in this style. Mm -hmm. You know, because we do so many different styles, I start to feel this like very spiritual kind of like deep, something crazy soulful was starting to happen yeah. with kids and with parents and with like, you know, teenagers and grandparents, like everybody. It was like something came alive in everyone. Everybody kind of lit up when I, when we were playing this style. And so I just, and I, I really just started to feel like a truth and an honesty that was kind of coming through. And so I just, you know, I was thinking about doing my next project as like another, you know, you know, cross, you know, tons of different genres, but my heart and my soul was like, go in this direction because it's so real and it's, it's just, something's happening. So I really just went with my, my heart and my, and what was happening in, you know, with the crowd and, and what felt like the next thing I wanted to work on, you know? I think that's so awesome that you were able to find that. And honestly, I th I listened to the CD and I honestly think, it, you know, what you put into it was incredible. And so congratulations on, you know, sticking to your gut because what came out of it was really incredible. And I think it's always hard because people always ask me what my favorite genre of music is. And my parents, they raised me to like every type of music. Like my parents are so open with music, but they always like they have such like bluegrass roots, I feel like. So I definitely mm -hmm. resonate with that type of music as well, which really awesome. helped me enjoy the CD even more. So what do you think is your favorite track on your newest project? Oh, God, I can't really say. I mean, I think just sort of like in the along the lines of why I loved working on, um, you know, with this with this new style, the bluegrass, it, it just felt so appropriate in terms of like even just something like Hanukkah. You know, we have an episode about Hanukkah and, you know, a crazy one of the funny, quirky, you know, songs is, is a song called Honey, This Ain't Money. And it's kind of a fast you know, bluegrass tune about this, you know, me getting mixed up with Hanukkah Gelt thinking it's money. It's like a funny story about a be me being a goofball yeah. around Hanukkah time. You, you heard that one. And that's like one vibe of bluegrass and also of Hanukkah. Like Hanukkah is a fun, crazy, you know, you know, fun holiday in, in a fun way. But Hanukkah also is like this very like meaningful time to be grateful, soulful, you know, beautiful holiday. And so I got, I got to sort of play with bluegrass in that way as well. So we did the fun, crazy side of Hanukkah with Honey the Same Money and even Hanukkah Hanukkah, which is like a, a very upbeat, energetic 
style of bluegrass and you know way to celebrate the ho the holiday and then we also did a more like soulful kind of like you know mellow bluegrass song called miracle to me which to, is about you know the, the miracle of Hanukkah is this big grand miracle you know that was that happened a long time ago yeah. where the oil lasted for all these days but what the song is about is the miracles in life like the tiny little miracles and so mm -hmm. I, I got a chance to celebrate another idea of Hanukkah in a more soulful slow way through this like slower side of bluegrass so I, I can't answer your question because I care about that's all like the asking songs, to like but I don't know. I just, that's I not fair. It's not a fair question. <laughs> but no, I got excited to like, you know, to to, to kind of go to both ends of, of the of the of the bluegrass world. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And today we are talking with a very special guest, Donnie Zasloff from the Mama Donnie Band and Melissa De Arabian from the Picky Eaters Project. Plus, we'll be talking about the new film Gravity and the Meyer High Horror Film Festival, the Adventure Film Festival, and also filling you guys in on the 2014 Kids First Film Critics Search campaign. So let's continue talking with Donnie from the Mama Donnie uh, Band. And she was just telling me all about her new project and honing in with her bluegrass, you know, love. And I actually think that's really awesome that with your songs, you're able to, like you were saying, sort of relate this bigger idea of Hanukkah and like this miracle to everyday things. And I think that's awesome. And I feel like with your music you don't even need to like celebrate Hanukkah to like your music and get something from your music because I feel like it's universal um oh, so that's awesome how, that's, that's yeah <laughs> I love it and I'm I'm not Jewish and I'm I'm not really religious at all but um but I I love your music and I think it's awesome so uh how do you think music helps children learn and celebrate oh my gosh well I mean I know for me I think that I you know, my connection to the universe is has always been through music, my connection to other people. You know, I remember being at my, you were talking about being at a bat mitzvah. I remember being, you know, at a bat mitzvah or a wedding when I was a little girl and just like, I just felt like I was a gratitude of life and just like, I felt like I became myself really when I, when I would connect to music. And I think, you know, music is everywhere. You know, we, we, we hear music everywhere you know, from being in the car, you know, every, our whole lot from the time we're born, you know, music is, is integrated in our life. And I just think how many memories, memories do we have associated to different songs and, and how much, you know, how like free and strong and awesome do you feel when you hear a certain song? It reminds you of like a time when you were like, you know, going through something, you know, there's just, I feel like so many memories are attached to, to music and, um, you know, I don't even know what, what life would be if it weren't for music. I, I, I really, you know, I'm grateful for it in every way. Yeah. And I think Absolutely. that every kid, every child needs it to build, you know, their identity and, and their connection to the world. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. I have no idea what life would be like without music. It right? It would be really terrible. <laughs> like, that's not, it's it's too dark of a thought to think about. Yeah. Well, Donnie, thank you so much for telling us, you know, all about your band and the new sort of direction you're going for this project. And guys, definitely be sure to check it out. The CD and DVD comes out on October 15th. So be sure to check it out. And during this break, you guys should definitely listen to the song Hanukkah Oh Hanukkah, which we will be playing right now. So Donna, again, thank you so much for talking with us. Can I, I just want to credit again, Eric Lindbergh is the genius um, who did all, who played multiple instruments on this track. He really produced it with me and he's, you know, he, him and I did it together, just the two of us. 
Yeah, awesome. Well, you guys make a fantastic duo. Thanks. So thank you so much for being with thank us. Thank you so much. Let's take a break and take a listen to Hanukkah oh Hanukkah. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Eton. And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Hanukkah, oh Hanukkah, come light the menorah. Let's have a party while all dance the hora. Gather round the table, we'll give you a treat. Sevi won't you play with and latkes to eat. And while we are playing, the candles are burning low. One for each night to shed a sweet light to remind us of days long ago.
Just because you're a kid doesn't mean you don't have an important voice to be heard. You are our future, and you need a forum to be heard. Tune in to American Pulse on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll talk to the student leaders of America and find out what they're doing to make a difference today. You'll be inspired to start working now for a brighter future later. American Pulse is heard live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. It's time to lead by example. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we are interviewing Mama Donnie, Melissa D. Arabian from the Food Network, The Picky Eaters Project, the, reviewing the films Gravity and discussing the Mile High Horror Film Festival along with Adventure Film Festival and talking about the 2014 Film Critics Search Campaign. So right now we are speaking with Melissa about the Picky Eaters Project on the Food Network. And I, and I must say I love the Food Network. So how are you today, Melissa? Oh, I'm great. Thanks for having me. <laughs> As I said before, I absolutely love Food Network. I think the only TV I watch is Food Network and home star so yeah can you please tell our listeners about the picky eaters project on foodnetwork.com yeah absolutely the um you know the picky eaters project really is a personal project um it's very close to my heart i have four girls they're eight seven six and six and um two and a half of them are picky and Mm -hmm. so i thought you know I, i thought that they really needed something more than just 
a smattering of tips or that one magical recipe that'll make them love broccoli. I suspected that pickiness was a more complex issue than just that. So I started doing some research and, and that's what I found out. I found out there are a whole host of root causes behind picky eating. So I created a program to address those root causes um, rather than just put out recipes and tips. So, um, so it's kind of a, it's a program that's a, attacking the picky eater um, problem a little bit differently, but it's one that really honors creating a positive relationship with food. And, and it honors really the teenagers that I hope that my, my girls will become over the next few years. Um, I, I'm also kind of a picky eater too, because I've, like, I just, I like cooking food. I just don't like eating it for some reason. So, but I eat. So I, I really like shows that, I mean, not shows, shows strictly, but I like things that help people with things they don't know about so much. So like you were saying before about the root causes or some of the root causes for picky eaters, can you tell us a few? Oh, absolutely. You know, I think that there's this myth out there that um, kids or people are picky eaters because they've been just indulged in by their by their parents who have just fed them chicken nuggets every single night or mm -hmm. um, you know haven't brought in a variety of food. And you know, while of course, you know, if we feed our kids one dish every single night, well, there's a decent chance they'll end up being picky. But um, but it really, pickiness really does have a whole slew of issues behind the pickiness. Some of it has to do with what our family habits are. Are our family habits healthy habits? Is there a positive relationship with food? In other words, are kids having a positive association with tasting and being adventurous in their palate? Um, what is the family dinner table dynamic like? What, what kind of associations are kids or people having with um, with the dinner table. Obviously, people talk a lot about the power struggles in picky eating. And as a child, one of the first areas in which we have complete control over um, is our, our willingness to swallow. So we understand very quickly, even as toddlers, as babies, that the one thing mom can't make you do is swallow. So, yeah. you know, we, we embrace that and, um, and, and, and massage that and celebrate that small power um, in a big way. So those, that's just to name a few of the root causes. So, but as you can hear, some of those causes really have nothing to do with the food the, itself. Yeah, you know, and, and itself. I, will, I will also tell you that kids also do taste differently. Their taste buds are a little bit different and they, um, and they do taste bitter more powerfully, um, you know, really as, really as a, as a survival mechanism in, in the evolutionary world. But, um, so there are, there are physiological differences, um, that change as kids grow up. Wow. I, I thought it was just like the food itself, like, oh, that food looks weird, so I'm not going to eat it. But I learned a lot of things. See, you learn something every day. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Beaton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you're listening to the Voice America Kids. And today we are interviewing Mama Donnie, Melissa D. Arabian from the Food Network, The Picky Eaters Project, reviewing the film Gravity and discussing the Mile High Horror Film Festival Adventure Film Festival and the 2014 Film Critics Search Campaign. And we were just speaking with Melissa about the Picky Eaters Project, and we were just talking about some root causes for picky eaters. And I just learned a lot, so I'm very grateful. 
with the series that you are always with the series, are you always adding more things to it or the thing or are the things online it and then you create more? Well, right now, we made the decision when we did the Picky Eater project. Um, that first, we really wanted to make it um, a true journey as we went through the program. So you'll see the cameras, we brought them into my house. They were in our house all summer and, you know, we'd turn it on every time we would eat. And, um, and so, you know, there's definitely footage of me in there, you know, ponytail and shorts and a t-shirt and no makeup. Um, basically how I look when I'm not shooting um, TV. And, um, and I really wanted people to get a sense of what our journey was like. Um, so that was uh, the, the first decision. The second decision that we made about the episodes was we wanted to make everything available all at once so that people can be self-paced and go through the episodes. Mm. And the episodes are, are relatively short. They're, you know, three to four minutes each. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're a lot of fun. They're fun to watch. My kids love watching them. Um, their friends love watching them because, you know, kids love to see um, TV uh, that, has, <laughs> that has other kids in it. And they're fun and, and, and entertaining, but they're also educational. And they give some really simple activities that people can add into their lives every single week. And so over the eight-week period, uh, by adding in these of strategically placed and cumulative activities, that eight week period is going to help transform picky eaters into more adventurous eaters. And then we also have four bonus episodes where I cook up some recipes, I do an intro to the, um, to the whole program and we do a troubleshooting episode. Um, they're all online all at once. So people can watch as many or as little as they want uh, in one sitting. You know, as for what might come next, um, you know, we'll see. Uh, I'm certainly not against uh, you know doing more in the future. Yeah, because I would want I would want people to know the root causes of picky eating, and I would also want to know how. Like, well, I haven't seen anyone else do it, so I can't do it. But if if they see you and your family, it's like, well, since they do it, I can do it, and I can become not such a picky eater, I can eat more of a variety of foods. So you're helping a lot of people here, including me. So I will be watching that. Oh, good. <laughs> I think to have your kids involved at an early age, I mean, I, I think six and six, if I remember correctly, and uh -huh. seven and eight. Mm -hmm. Yes, see, I got it. Uh, I think it's great to have your kids into this at such a young age, because when I saw it, they didn't give up the fight. They're just like, they didn't say, no, I want to, I want to continue eating the way we're eating. They, they fully went into the project as, as, as you did. And I know kids love helping to cook because I love to cook. So do they help with cooking a lot or is it, or do they not like to cook? Like cook things that are a variety. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think that cooking with your kids is so important for so many different reasons. Um, one, it gets you cooking, you know, the, it gets the parents cooking, it gets families cooking. And you know, the family cooking um, is you know, one of the healthiest choices we can make about what we're eating, whether we're, you know, buying organic or, or meat or not meat or whatever style of cooking we want to do, just by cooking our own food. Um, we're doing something that's fantastic for, um, for our bodies and um, um, and for our kids to do it with our kids and share with them 
you know, cooking to me, I describe it as sort of being just the right amount of complicated that you can enjoy having a project with your kids, but you can also have a conversation with them and hear how their school day went and so forth. Um, and then the other piece of cooking with your kids, which is really what um, I think you're alluding to, is that it helps get them connected to the food and it helps them have a positive relationship with food. One of my daughters, Ocean, she's one of my six-year-olds. She loves um, being involved in anything that's related to a salad. She loves to pick out the spinach at the farmer's market. She loves to um, come home and wash it and do the little spinner. She loves to tear apart lettuce. She loves to wash it. She loves to, to dry it, put it into the bowl. She loves to mix up a, a dinner bread and she whisks it all together. She does not like salad. Oh. She doesn't eat it. So I, I, it's a little bit of a turning the myth on, on its head that says, well, if your kids cook the food, they'll eat it. Not necessarily, but I will tell you this. I still consider it a victory, and I'll tell you why. Because she has a she has taste buds. She doesn't like the vinegar. It's too it's too tangy for her and too acidic for her. That's fine. It doesn't matter. She knows her different greens. She likes picking them out. She spends 20 minutes feeling good about spinach salad. So the fact that she doesn't eat it, it doesn't choke down a few bites of something, doesn't bother me because I know that, you know what, one day her taste buds will catch up and she will feel good about spinach and greens. Now she eats other vegetables. Obviously she can't just not ever eat vegetables, but, um, but I just bring up that example to say, you know, there are benefits to cooking with your kids that go far beyond just, well, if they cook it, they'll eat it. Because that, I have found that to be um, only marginally true, frankly. <laughs> marginally. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I cooked something with my dad the other time, and I was just like, he's like, hey, do you like it? And I'm just like, nope, so I'm not going to try it. <laughs> well, Melissa, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about the Picky Eaters Project. Well, thanks so much for having me. I'm looking forward to um, hearing what you think about the the episodes, Brianna, and then I'm looking forward to, um, you can let me know on Twitter. I'll hook up with you on Twitter and you can tell me all about how it's going. <laughs> yes, all about how it's going. I would totally tell you. It's on thefoodnetwork.com, so please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope-Beaton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. From Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. 
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now we are going to discuss the new film, Gravity, which I have just heard some fantastic reviews about. And we have with us Kiefer and Patrick. So how are you doing today, Kiefer? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing well. And what about you, Patrick? I'm doing great. How about you guys? <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Um, so thanks, guys, for being on the show and telling me all about this. Okay, so this film, when I saw the previews, I was like, there's no way they can make an entire movie about it because the teaser was literally just like Sandra Bullock like clinging to a spaceship and I was like how even but then a bunch of people were like this is the best film I've seen ever so why don't you tell us about it Patrick um well based on my perspective I really liked the acting but I thought the storyline was a bit weak um as you see in the preview it's basically Sandra Bullock Bullock clinging on a space shuttle trying to survive and I was, I thought that was just like the preview, which is going to like expand on that. But it was sadly just basically in space. And I was expecting more. I thought they were going to flash back to like Houston, trying to freak out and trying to save her. But it was just basically her in space. So, yeah. So what exactly happens in the movie? Like, what can you tell us without complete spoiler alerts? Because, I mean, there's only really like two characters in this film, right? Like... Yeah. Like how how did that go, and and what can what can you tell us about the plot of the film without giving too much away? Okay, so the plot goes is that um, George Clooney plays Matt, and Sandra Bullock is a scientist named Ryan Stone, and they venture off into space to fix this satellite, and what happens is that um, NASA radios in over the the radio and says that a Russian space shuttle has just um, been uh, blown up, and there are space there are space debris flying towards them at high speeds. And this is very dangerous in space because there's no gravity. And so basically things would just fly everywhere and they can basically get injured or basically killed. And so basically the whole plot is um, Sandra Bullock and George Clooney trying to survive. And yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so Kiefer, what did you think of this film? 
I love this film. Mm-hmm. See, that's what uh, I heard from most people. For most people, it was like, and like the reviews on Fundango, it's like, fans say, go, 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 and then it gets down to gravity, and it's like, this film is a must-see. So why did you like it? Well, because, for one, the visual effects, I think, are very fluent. Like, mm-hmm. the gravity effects, how she kind of glides through the space shuttles, I think it looks great. But I really love Sandra Bullock's performance. I mean, pretty much she has to go through these very dramatic scenes and carry out the film pretty much by herself through this whole film. So props to Sandra. (laughs) I feel like that would definitely be a challenge to sort of be like the only character just being like a duo of characters for an entire feature length film. So if she pulled it off, yeah, kudos to her. And something that's interesting about the visuals of this film, I haven't seen it yet, but um, the film took over four years to make because, or no, not over four years to make. It took over four years to film everything um, and design all of the visuals because they had to animate everything before they could even bring the actors in to film stuff because, like, the entire shooting was done in, like, green screen. So imagine how cool the visuals were, like you said, and then imagine that that was all green screen and that was all computer. So I think that's incredible that that's like the technology that we have nowadays that we can like create entire worlds on our computers. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, um, I so agree Patrick, with that. Yeah, what did you think about um the acting? You said you liked the acting. So can you elaborate more on that? Oh, the acting was superb. I definitely agree with both of you guys. Uh, Sandra Bullock and George Clooney have a great relationship with each other. I mean, they shared like lots of scenes full of heartfelt memories and some scenes are very funny. And I always give props. I mean, Sandra Bullock, I've seen her in past movies. She is amazing in this movie. To carry on a role flying in space with no gravity is already hard, but to breathe constantly and try and act like you're worried and trying to act that you know how to oxygen is, is not... It's not our second nature, you know? It's it's difficult. And so she did an amazing job. Absolutely. That's awesome. So, um, Kiefer, do you think you have a favorite scene or a favorite character? It sort of sounds like the, the whole film is sort of just a really, really long type of scene that, like, sort of has the same thing going on. But is there are certain parts that really stood out to you. There is, actually. And just to comment on that, she's not just stranded in space. She's not just... Um, stranded in space doing nothing. She's really trying to go with these suspenseful scenes, trying to get a, another sh- ship going and trying to land it, which a ship is not supposed to be landed. Mm-hmm. And so just had a comment on that. But my favorite scene has to be the ending, and I can't give it away. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the very, very ending. And this whole scene is perfectly written and shot especially with Sandra's performance, it's one of my favorite scenes because it's really heartfelt and you feel very much for this character. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed her performance. Yeah, I think Sandra Bullock is an incredible actress. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. 
And today we have been talking with a very special guest, Donnie Zadzlaw from the Mama Donnie Band and Melissa De Arabian from the Picky Eaters Project. Plus, we've been talking about the new film Gravity and the Mile High Horror Film Festival, the Adventure Film Festival, and the 2014 Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign. So right now we are talking with Kiefer and Patrick about the new film Gravity starring Sandra Bullock. And I'm actually really glad that I got to talk to you about this film because I, I honestly thought it was just Sandra Bullock like chilling out in space. But what I've heard from you guys and what I've heard from others is that this film is so much more and that it's actually really incredible. So I'm glad. Um, so Patrick, why don't you tell me a little bit about your favorite character or scene, if you have one? My favorite character, actually my favorite scene is when Sandra is in the space capsule by herself and she basically has to try to uh, control the spaceship by herself. And through all the challenges and stuff, she's about to give up, but a surprising character shows up and gives her um, the courage and the strength she needs to move on. And I think that's just a really important theme. I mean, for her to, it's, the theme is like, um, whenever things get tough, you you just got to keep going. And it was just clearly and directly brought in the movie. I mean, from every scene that she was in, she clearly showed that, you know, the, the hardships in life can't keep her down. And she just conquered them through. Mm-hmm. That's incredible film looks so intense and it's like not your typical type of a scary movie because you know there's not like monsters or like crazy people but like (laughs) just imagine like being trapped in space and having to figure out how to get back to earth like that is truly terrifying so what did you think about like the age rating for this film and who would you suggest it for because it does seem like a fairly intense film oh are you asking me yeah patrick sorry (laughs) Oh, I would rate this age, uh, the age range between around 10 years old to above because some of the scenes were a bit uh, scary. I mean, in the beginning, there's a scary scene in there. I'm not going to give it away, but I was like, I was, I jumped out of my seat when the scary scene happened. And so I think the age range from 10 and above is the perfect age range. Mm-hmm. And Kiefer, what do you think? I think the age range is actually 12 and up <laughs> because there is major suspense in this film and I was on the edge of my seat because of it but also there is some foul language that is inappropriate for younger audiences but still they can really enjoy these visuals so absolutely and and Kiefer what um genre would you put this film in I want to say sci-fi but this film well, lack of a better word, it's sort of down to earth, even though it's in space. Yeah, yeah um, that's awesome. Least, that's so awesome. Yeah. It's down to earth, even but though it, it's set entirely in space. <laughs> yeah. Pun. But uh, it tries to stay as true and not get, like, very off on guard. Like, supposedly she's able to control a ship because magic. It really tries yeah. to stay very informational. And this could actually happen in real life. They try to make sure that this... Mm-hmm. Is there, this could really happen. So I would actually put it as a suspenseful space film. Not awesome. Su- yeah. yeah. I definitely agree. <laughs> yeah, I think that's cool because, you know, in a lot of films, it's like you, you a lot of like, well, obviously Sandra Bullock isn't a kid, but like in a lot of different yeah. films, like they'll have kids and they'll be able to like drive. And it's like, ah, most 10 year olds can't drive. So I could definitely see them. <laughs> going in a different direction with this film making it be not realistic but i think again like i said the fact that they made this film so realistic is truly terrifying um but i'm glad you guys liked it so much so quickly before we're out of time patrick how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five one to five i give this movie four stars out of five 
Awesome. And Kiefer, what about you? Five stars out of five. Awesome. Well, it gets an awesome kids first rating. Guys, Gravity is in theaters now. Um, so be sure to check it out. And Kiefer and Patrick, thank you so much for telling me all about this film. I just might have to go see it now because it sounds a lot better than I made it out to be. So guys, like I said, go check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we are interviewing Mama Donnie, Melissa D. Arabian from the Food Network, The Picky Eaters Project, reviewing the film Gravity and discussing the Mile High Horror Film Festival, Adventure Film Festival, and the 2014 Film Critics Search Campaign. So right now we're speaking with Raven about the film festival she has recently attended. So how are you, the wonderful Raven? I am doing fantastic, the wonderful Brianna. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. Awesome. So, Raven, 
you've just attended two film festivals that we recently just found out about. Can you tell me me about them? Yeah, okay, so the first one I went to was last week, and it was the Mile High Horror Film Festival, and anyone who listens to the radio show or knows me knows that I am the biggest, like, horror film festival fan, or not horror film festival, but, like, scary movies and thrillers and monsters and creepy things, like, that is me. So I was super excited to go to this, and um, it was a whole weekend-long thing, but I just went to the opening night of it because I was going to one of the um, movie premieres, and um, and I got to interview director of the film We Are What We Are, um, Jim Mickle, which was super awesome. He's, like, so incredibly nice and um, really awesome to talk to, and he also is the director of one of my all-time favorite films, which is called Steakland. Not steak as in what you eat, but, like, steak as in the wooden things you use to kill vampires. (laughs) Love you. Um, Yes. So he also directed that, which I was super excited um, to get to talk to him about that in his uh, new film, We Are What We Are, and the film festival was pretty cool. Um, it was at this theater in Denver, well, not Denver, Littleton, but that's by Denver, um, called the Alamo Draft House. And it's actually a really, really cool theater because in the actual movie theater, there's like tables in between, like all of the different, like little round tables in between all of the different um, theater seats. And you get to like order actual food like during the Ooh. movie. It's the, it's so cool. So I got to like- in theater? Yeah, it's a dining theater, but it's super cool. So I got to, like, eat food while I was watching terrifying films with, like, blood and guts. And I was like, yeah, this is my cup of tea. (laughs) Let's continue eating. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, it was really awesome. And talking with Jim was awesome. Um, I talked to him a little bit about how he thinks his film is different in the horror film genre. Because the film that I was there to see... um, It's completely different than most horror films because a lot of what we're seeing nowadays is, like, just a lot of jump scares and a lot of, like, really, like, sadistic people or, like, torture or blood and guts. Like, just a lot of shock factor. And in this film, um, it was captured in a completely different way. So I thought that was awesome. Plus, he was super nice and he was like, you're cool. So I was like, thank you. Thank you, (laughs) sir. You're pretty cool, too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you're a pretty cool dude, man. Absolutely. Uh-huh. And then um, the other film festival that I went to was the Adventure Film Festival in Boulder at the Boulder Theater. Um, and I was there with because I take um, film classes and we I was there for that. And the Adventure uh, Film Festival is actually really cool. It's been going for two years now. And um, this is the first time I've been. And it was a whole weekend long thing. And it's th- their slogan is like, make your own adventure. And it was a lot of, because Boulder is a very active place. Um, so it was bringing people from all over America and some like really all from all over the world and showing uh, different films about adventures. There's uh, people showing um, different animations about, you know, rock climbing and different like professional rock climbers coming. And then there was also a lot of really, really cool videos of like my new favorite thing. Obviously I can't do it, but it's the, the like flying suits, like those, they're, they're like these full body suits. And then there's like, like material wings that stretch from your ankles to your wrists and you like jump off mountains and you like sort of fly down the mountains. Like, um, 
like a like a flying squirrel type thing. Yeah, yeah, flying yeah. squirrel. <laughs> so there was a lot of different presentations on that, and it was just a lot of different um, local. I went to the uh, children's event, um, so there was just a lot of different local and uh, non-local kids from all over the place, really. But a lot of people from Boulder coming and showing how you know well, they do they they are active and talking about a lot of like. Um, environmental issues as well and so I thought it was really cool to just be with the community and sort of see what Boulder views adventure as that was pretty yeah. nifty so first you went to a horror film festival yeah and had fun at that and then you mm-hmm. went to a Boulder adventure slash adventure film mm-hmm. festival and you had fun at that yes having fun all over the place <laughs> two worlds baby yeah <laughs> You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna hope And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you're listening to the Voice America Kids. And today we are interviewing Mama Donnie, Melissa D. Arabian from the Food Network, reviewing the films Gravity and discussing the Mile High Horror Film Festival and Adventure Film Festival and the 2014 Film Critic search campaign. So right now, let's continue speaking with Raven, and now we are speaking about the 2014 Film Critic search campaign. We were just talking about her, if you weren't here the segment before, <laughs> we were just talking about the film festival she has just went to. So yeah. the contest is now open until December 31st, if you wanted to know, and this is a great opportunity for kids and people who like kids, if you're a kid, (laughs) to (laughs) enhance their communication and writing and presentation skills while doing something they love, watching movies. Yes, becoming a part of the Kids First family. We are super loving and we don't bite, so you guys should definitely (laughs) go to www.kidsfirst.org and check it out because honestly, like entering in this oh my it makes me feel so old Brianna that this is you the are. 2014 okay. search are. campaign I started doing this in 2000 like I entered in like the 2011 search campaign I think me 12 yeah. oh my god no wait you were 2011 no I was 2012 2012 okay then I was 2011 oh my gosh though I feel so old but honestly you guys like this has completely changed my life, so I recommend it full-heartedly to anyone. Even if you're interested in any part of the entertainment industry or, you know... Um, or you just want to do this for fun. Or anything, really, because, like, I'm into film acting, and that was sort of, like, the only thing that I focused on until I got into this. Um, because I never really saw, like, any other parts of the... Um, the entertainment business as like an option and then I got into this and I'm like there's so much more than <laughs> acting and I think it's incredible this has opened so many opportunities for me to, to be in every aspect of the entertainment business I've worked on camera because of this and done red carpets because of this and I mean it's incredible um and Brianna can attest to that as well like Kids First is such an incredible opportunity and it will teach you so much yeah because once once I started, like, I thought I would just be doing, like, movie reviews, like, maybe once every two months, and oh then God, that would constant. be it. It's constant. And I'm just <laughs> like, well, that that idea was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it is fun. It is extremely fun. We get to talk here every week, me and Raven, my sister, and our bunny, Joe. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just named our bunny. Yeah. <laughs> 
Thanks and for that. Um, <laughs> we we do radio show host and it's it's very fun, but it's very hard. Like for me, it's hard. I don't know if pro Raven here, it, it's hard <laughs> it's, for her. It's but a challenge. But it's it's a, a challenge. A lot of the questions that I get from people that are like, "Oh, I want to start," but like I have literally no experience. I had no experience in reviewing films prior to joining Kids First, and now it's like. I literally watch a movie that isn't even for kids first and I like write a review on it just because like I'm in such a habit of doing that but honestly like you will learn so much and people of like every skill level can do this really because like I compare you know my latest film review to like my first film review and it's like a completely different person like it's incredible um and yeah like Brianna said like you do so much and it's also very um like if you have a lot on your plate it's like for certain times like right now I have a lot of stuff going on with school so I'm able to be like okay I can only review like this film for right now but then there's like parts of the year where I literally go to the movie theaters like two to three times a week see how many movies I watch but it's so fun because I love watching movies and I view media in a completely different way now and honestly even if I don't become a professional film critic, it's one of those things where it's enhanced my confidence, it's enhanced my communicational skills, enhanced like everything. So I think that's, I think that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, when I started, I, I like me and my dad watch a lot of movies, mostly like classic to old movies, because that's what my dad had. Like when I started watching movies, and so we watched them and then we got more movies and we got, we just continued watching movies and I wouldn't review them, but I would just love, I would love watching them because it's like, I want to do this when I grow up. So I might as well watch a bunch of movies. So when I saw this, I'm just like, yes, now I can actually call what I do yeah, a thing. <laughs> I can't, I can't just say, yeah, I watch movies, but now I can review them and I would love to act and I would love to cook, and I would also love to be a film critic, because mm-hmm. that's that's just what I'm used to now. So, I hope we've given you uh, enough. Our to our listeners, yeah. I hope we've given you enough to decide whether you want to or not this year. Yeah, so absolutely. I'm hoping you will do it. Enter the competition. You have nothing to lose, and you have until December 31st. Yeah, but get on it <laughs> because Easy. the sooner you enter, the better chance you have of being a finalist and then winning. Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all the time we have for today, Raven. Raven, my co-host. Thank <laughs> you so much for talking with us today and absolutely. telling us all about the Adventure Mile High Horror Film Festivals and the 2014 film critic search campaign. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. my pleasure. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks so much for joining with us today. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions to watch our video reviews of the latest film and DVD releases and to learn how you can become a Kids First film, film critic. Mm-hmm. Go to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope Eton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. Kids
these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon Appetit! We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 